Hello, it's Claire coming to you live from lockdown in the midst of editing. I just wanted to give a special shout out to Heather. We'd actually never met before. This was our first time uh, meeting virtually and having a conversation and I felt like I had so many questions to ask her. I was just so fascinated by uh, her life in Australia and her career and so much more. So thank you so much Heather for your time and for just being really cool with me asking you all sorts of questions. Okay, hope you enjoy the episode. So I'm Heather and I'm a software developer. Okay, cool. So uh, let's just start by talking about your journey. So what led to your current career and the country that you live in now? Um, so for my career, I remember finishing school and I had no idea what I want to do. I knew I liked art and math and my dad took me to this like presentation at the uni, like in our local town, that was on this course called Multimedia Technology and Design. And that kind of like it combined both art and math. So I just like on a whim, I was like, okay, I'll do that. And then while I did this course, like it was good because it was very raw. So it really helped you like learn what you like. And then I realized as I went through this, that I liked the program side. So then I kind of just focused on that. Wow, that was a luck presentation that <laughs> led you do that. Well, I guess he probably picked it because um, like he might interest in what I would like. But yeah, I guess it could have been something terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So that, that all worked out. Um, but yeah, and, and what, what led you to your current country? Um, So I worked in the UK for like three or four years and I just mm -hmm. wanted to try living abroad for a bit for the Liberian and also um, like the sunshine because <laughs> it's I raining to, right now as you say that yeah I went to Israel in like 2012 maybe and that was the first time I'd ever seen like sunshine like that was really bright and white oh, and man. beautiful and it like blew my mind and I was like oh no <laughs> how have I lived without this <laughs> so I wanted so to funny. live like like like, like, like oh but I, I find it really intriguing though because um, Australia is literally the farthest corner in it the world. It is really far. It's definitely at like biggest downside. Like even places that you think are close. Like um, I thought I would close Korea, for example. Mm, yeah. But the flight was still 10 hours, which is just what it takes from mm. London. That's good. Really? It's yeah, 10 hours? Okay. That's crazy. Um, I think like Indonesia is probably five hours. Like it's really far. And you get, yeah, I don't realize go there. But um, I guess we picked Australia because I moved Italy with um, a boyfriend mm. and we wanted sunshine and like English and visas that were like relatively easy I guess or like painful like without like too stressed and getting quotas and things like that. Ah, right. That Australia and those, yeah. Well, um, were you nervous to move to Australia? Because it, it sounds like uh, distance from most countries didn't truly hit you until you got there. I don't know if I was nervous. I think initially I was uh, expecting it very short, like six months to a year. So I was like taking it as a long holiday and just kind of ended up staying longer and longer. And you just get used to the, the distance, I guess. But it is a shame. Like going home is, is like a big chore. Or, yeah. or it's not the right word, but like it's a big event. And like you can't do it every year because you need to go for at least two weeks for that like long flight worth right. it. And, yeah. you, know, you only get some leave and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never been to Australia or New Zealand yet, but uh, the comments that I've heard from people living there were along the lines of, oh, it's so beautiful. It's so great, mm. but it's so far. <laughs> uh, 
and and it's funny because it's literally what you just told me but is that something that you just you just get used to is that uh disadvantage oh i don't know if i'd want to call it disadvantage but is that something that you just get used to and you get over because there are other benefits living there i think so yeah i guess everyone's different so maybe for some people say they were really like close to their parents they like seeing them every like once a year wasn't enough maybe then it wouldn't be good for them but mm. like i work with quite a few um international people from lots of places like brazil and the u.s everyone complains like oh yeah this is the worst thing but mm. everyone stays like, yeah. Oh, like yeah feel better here for mm. them yeah i found that i just found that fascinating you look at a map and you're right like oh it looks close to asia but then it's really not it's like world of its own in a way i guess um it's well, really huge as well you don't realize how like large it is that like, you can fit all of europe area and to fly from like the east coast to the west that five hour flight wow that is not i feel ignorant about that because I, I never really thought about that before that's as big as oh god okay i might edit this out because i feel silly saying this but because to go from because i'm from boston um in the u.s and from boston mm-hmm. to california that's like a five hour flight but I, I, I just really huge i didn't know before i moved either though i think it's like you know how maps are like a bit so when you're yes. close to the equator the countries are small i think it's like because of that <gasps> wow that's just so hard to conceptualize um but speaking <laughs> of travel though um well i guess we're just kind of getting into it anyway but uh what are some cool places in australia that i've been to like the gems of australia <laughs> Um, when I first came here, actually, I spent three months like traveling around to really see lots of places. And there are a lot of good places that are all very different. So I thought Tasmania was really great for how many animals they have there. Like, there's just so many animals. They um, miss on the, like, some of the issues that plague the mainland, where they have loads of feral cats and foxes, and they really kill a lot of the native wildlife. But in Tasmania, because it's smaller, they've managed to, like, prevent that happening. So there's, you know, Tasmanian devils and echidnas, <laughs> which are, like, weird Australian of wombats and wallaby like it's really like drive along the road and just like an echidna crossing road You're like, oh, oh wow so that was really nice and <laughs> um, i love like the the sand island in like queensland fraser island's really good it's like a rainforest growing out of sand oh i think they cool. told us was uh, the only one of its eye or something like that and that was really amazing wow yeah I, I can't even visualize that right now like i don't stand wow that's so cool <laughs> oh, where are yeah, you? they have like a lake with peach leaves going in it to like bathe in this lake and there are turtles that come up say hello oh that sounds so cute <laughs> really nice if it's tea tree then it must be really good for your skin then right yeah yeah that was what the the guys oh. um way out of all the cool places that well just actually out of all the places that you've been in australia like what is your favorite place um favorite place well i lived in brisbane for my first two and a half years yeah now i'm in sydney and i'd never heard of brisbane i didn't know of any of the states so brisbane queensland you didn't know and it's like the sunshine date and it's just beautiful and sunny and even in the winter it's like every day is lovely and i really like living in brisbane it's like a small enough sea that you can like drive across it in half an hour all the time and everyone's like happy because <laughs> <laughs> there's less people no there's not like active and sunny so everyone's just like laid back and chilled out so I, I really miss living there. I think that's probably going to be my favorite. Oh, God. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I mean, literally, as we are speaking, it is raining here and very dreary. 
Uh, of course, of course, it's raining. Uh, what's it like living abroad for you? Um, I remember finding like things strange at first, like simple things as well. Like uh, here you have one socket in the bathroom. And I was like, wow, that's an amazing idea. Because <laughs> in the UK, I think it's illegal to have one in the bathroom. Wait, sorry. Do, do you mean like th- th- there are plug sockets though, like for your hairdryer and stuff? Not in like the, like not normal plug sockets in a bathroom in the UK. Wait, do you mean just, just like regular, like plain, I don't know. I don't even know how well, I don't know what the terminology is <laughs> um like, yeah just, just like a charger right? regular yeah to dry your hair or and I remember being like really happy that I do that here you know now that you mention it I think uh, yeah there's only like one in in my bath and because we have three baths there's only like one and it's like but I never yeah, thought they have the- like the tiny weird like a uh, European one oh, here, like yeah. The two. yeah so that is like can't normal ones in them I'd hear I could plug in my hairdryer <laughs> and there are light switches on the wall like it's all like all of world the conveniences <laughs> yeah um but yeah i was like excited by these small things when i moved here and uh, i guess what i found hard was um things like not knowing what brand to buy things because they're all different like even clothes i would be like oh i need to get some clothes for work and like you don't you don't know where to go you don't right. know what like online shops are good which ones are bad I found that really cool how did you get around that yes just being here a while and then i had a good australian male friend i would ask where can i buy this from and she'd send websites <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's always handy well speaking of that actually did you find it hard to make friends uh when you first got there yeah it is hard i think um no i guess it's always kind of hard when you're older definitely i, I used to go to these like uh top groups i guess which were for like foreigners or, like other people traveling in australia that was back in Brisbane, and then that was like you're more likely to make friends there because everyone like there doesn't know any, and they, they just want to like find people to do certain things with but the mm. problem i had with that is that most people were only there temporary so you'd make friends and then they would leave next month yeah and so i don't know it was, it was good in a way like i liked the friends i made but it wasn't great long term yeah uh, I, I know what you mean because in oh sorry did i interrupt you i, I feel like i just did no no oh okay great um <laughs> yeah so well in in korea uh well i i do agree with you that as, as an adult like it is harder to make friends um but in in korea there are lots of like expat communities and i, I know you went korea so you might have seen this but um there's just this common bond like over oh, we're all together so it's relatively yeah. easier but it's like what you said people leave and very few people stay there long term so that was just a bit difficult um and then well, here uh i find all the expat friends that i meet they end up leaving so it's very hard to uh find friends who are planning on on settling um, yeah it is but yeah w- what about you though so are you uh, do you have plans to stay there a bit more permanently i so i've been here for five years now and wow. I started going through the citizenship application and that's all been approved but now I can't do my ceremony oh. gathering <laughs> oh, cool. um, wh- what made you decide to want to stay there more permanently though it's just nice you know like there's so much space it's a lot mm. less crowded than K and <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that made a big impact on and the weather is just a <laughs> was it I don't know oh, like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that, I, that would make you German <laughs> well when because you mentioned your um your visa trip and seeing the mm-hmm. sun like is that what literally kicked off your interest in like traveling and trying to find a place to like live abroad i thought i was always interested in traveling but that definitely kicked off the interest in moving living somewhere else uh-huh. it's just it's a silly thing i know but it just really opened my eyes to what i've been missing out on i just um i can remember being really stressed like every year you're thinking will summer happen this year will it happen and then it didn't for like four years in a row and, <laughs> and it, i 
just didn't want that experience. <laughs> I wanted to be sure that it was going to happen. Like, it's not even anything to think about. It's that it will be summer. Oh, I have the most random question. Okay. So, uh, in every country I've lived in or traveled in, there have been screens in the windows. Uh, I, I, well, I'll just, I'll just go with it and see if you know what I mean. But, so here, when it gets hot, you know, no way you put in NAC. Just not, the windows aren't built for that. But you open the window and everything just flies in. There are no screens. <laughs> and it drives me crazy. That's a culture shock that I have. I just couldn't believe that the windows are designed like this um is that something you've noticed like is australia do, does australia have windows a window screen i've definitely lived in a place that has them but i think here every house has ac so in summer you put ac and you shut your windows but are there like uh do you know what i mean by window screen yeah i do i did live in an apartment that had my current one does but oh it's just like there's so <laughs> many there's so many spiders here it drives me crazy but then i read that australia has has that as well right spiders i've actually seen almost no spiders there oh wow that's i oh. saw a lot more in england like you always have them in the corner yeah but here, here you don't wow that that is the dream i'm really jealous <laughs> i think really what they do have thing. though is like the one that um that might show up can be like dangerous uh, yeah i mean speaking of that um were there things that once you got there that you were forced to think about because it was australia specific like dangerous spiders <laughs> i never really thought about the spiders and the snakes as well you don't get snakes like urban areas i think it was um sunscreen that was a, a big thing to think of in yeah in england i don't think i ever bought higher than like, spf 8 maybe possibly 15 if i went to like it or somewhere <laughs> here it's like a, a flat wall like it's always worth 50 even on like winter like i wore 50 day in the middle of winter wow and and yeah. how are the temperatures there uh now um right now in sydney it's cold i think today was 13 degrees or maybe it was being like hot wow that's, that is really it's fascinating it wasn't cold <laughs> when I first here, I but i was surprised that it even got cold here i thought australia was all just on time yeah yeah that's stereotype <laughs> Uh, is it what, what are some things that you miss um, from if so like what are some things that you miss from home? Um, I miss the most I mean family and friends but after that it would be like snacks crisps are really good like the crisps are not up <laughs> when I went home I was like buying wheat crunchies and discos and knickknacks like you don't get those like kind of crisps here it's like regular you know, like standard round ones uh-huh. oh, like, w- w- what is your snack that you miss the most I miss corn cocktail what's it <laughs> I've actually never had that <laughs> They're really hard to get you when you live there, but like some supermarkets will sell them. They're amazing. And minstrels. You don't get minstrels here, even though they have more teeth. I've and actually never had that either. <laughs> They're so good. They're the perfect like cinema. Oh, God, that's so good. They're really good. I get sent those. And mini eggs as well, like Cadbury's. Oh, this year they had them here and they were good. That was nice. <laughs> yeah, but it is about little things, isn't it? Um, yeah. So uh, j- just to... Oh, God, like I feel like I just asked about forever because it's just so interesting. But... Um, um, just to switch gears a little bit, what do people assume about your career area, I guess, to be specific? I feel like um, how it's like portrayed in movies is interesting. Like if you see the like programmers in movies, they're like some random guy in the room in the dark, hacking into the <laughs> government like system. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like I couldn't the life of to a government. <laughs> yeah, it's like a whole new level. Um, but when, because I mean, I, I guess like stereotypically, software engineers are always yeah like that that's one portrayal like in movies for sure that you brought up but they're typically always like uh just men 
Um, yeah. Did that ever like deter you when you started your career? I don't know if it deterred me. I did notice it even from like my uni degree, even though like it wasn't just programming. There were people in there who went on some design and other thing. And it was maybe 80% men, 20% women. Wow. But, uh, like uh, jobs I've worked at, it been like some of them have been even worse than that. And like it, it is annoying. There's quite a few um, like groups that you can go to, which are sort of like uh, helping, trying to like address the problem, I guess, sort of making it like easier for women to get in programming without feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm the only one, like, no, I'm like, you're on your own a bit. So like mm-hmm. you can go and like, I go and mentor at these events just to show like, hey, you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. There are others out there. And some of them go to schools as well to like try and, like, I think it's hard because in the Western world, like girls at school don't see it really as like a viable career. It's like not something you really could do. Mm-hmm. So it's like one area that will try and pull, I guess. I just kind of help see that it is a viable career if it's something that they might be interested in. Like not to rule it out just because they might think it's only. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, I agree. That's just so important. But I mean, for you, uh, I'm just really curious. Like, how I, I know you said you were interested, but how did you uh, just, like push through what you saw to just go with a software, like, you know, to become a software engineer? Because I think relatable role models are really important, right? So, did you see, um, did you have a female role model in the industry that you saw, or did you just think, no, this is just what I'm interested in? I think it was, yeah, just what I was interested in. And then because um, my dad's an engineer, so from like a young age, he'd like been giving us programs that I play around with. So I was just quite familiar with it. And I remember just thinking like, yes, it's a shame, but it doesn't not want to do it, I suppose. I think I do remember having some like case where it's like hard to tell and you wonder if you're being kind of discriminated against the right word, but you know, like being treated differently. Like I remember mm. at uni, there was like a an assignment, which I did. And then my group of friends, I think it was five men and me. And just like three of them were not interested in programming. So I let them just cough myself. And they oh, ended wow. up getting a higher grade than me, even though like it was exactly the <gasps> Seriously? same. Seriously. Because I hadn't like catalyzed the days of the or something that didn't like did matter. And it was just like, mm, that was annoying. Yeah, that's really frustrating. I'd be really pissed off but actually. I couldn't, like, I couldn't complain because like I'd let them copy my <laughs> Right, right. Then you're you're admitting to bad. <laughs> yeah. So it was strange. Do you still have you still experience cases like that, like within your current job and your, your past job? I don't I don't think I experience it regularly. And then there's sometimes as well, you never know like what reason it could be for. But I think I have had like some case where I've like tried to put forward ideas and they've been like dismissed maybe or mm. but like it could be it could be for other reasons. Like sometimes I'm not very assertive and they might just be like, oh, you know, she doesn't feel strongly about it though. So. Yeah, so. that's unfair though, you know, to like to toward you and um because I feel like that is a stereotype. Um women like we're told to be more assertive and confident, but then if we are assertive and confident, then it's shown as like bossy or pushy. Like yeah. where's the win winner? <laughs> yeah. I think um outcomes well have been I don't know, they share some like information about the hiring and how they don't they don't hire enough women sharing some information about progress they've been trying to make and one of the things they were talking about was how people have like unconscious bias and they interview women yeah. and they highlighted it as we found this to be like the biggest barrier in like when they were analyzing what was a problem and so I found that quite surprising yeah I mean you know that is I don't know I, I think it's just one of those things hearing that it's both not surprising and surprising if that makes sense <laughs> yeah yeah when you I, I know for for me personally like when I'm in a setting where I'm where it's not diverse due to XYZ characteristics I kind of have a bout of imposter syndrome like do I belong here uh have you ever experienced that I would say yeah 
yeah but not being the only woman I think oh, when okay. I started my current job like it's a very good company and mm-hmm. like lots of people are really smart and know what they're doing and I got a bit like god I'm not good enough like that <laughs> kind of with Boston and it was yeah. more just general and how have gotten well I don't know if that's the right phrase but like how have you managed uh feelings of imposter syndrome I think with time I've been at my current place um, a year and a half now but now I feel like you know I've done some things I'm proud of and contribute and I know like what I'm talking about in certain situations yeah I guess I just adjusted but I remember like going and like crying in the bathroom in my first week like I can't oh. do it <laughs> oh man we've all been there though <laughs> <laughs> um, well, well first of all I'm, I'm glad that you feel more integrated than your job <laughs> but I guess another question is what do people assume about you in in your space um like as an engineer I would say you're probably assumed to be like as a female assumed to be more junior like mm-hmm. I am only a mid-level anyway so it's not like an incorrect or something but I don't know it's still not a good one that people would have yeah and, and why, why do you so do, do, how do you think people can um address that assumption in in a better way like so if, if someone is curious about job and title like what would you prefer people ask rather than just saying like oh yeah you're you're just an entry-level engineer right <laughs> i guess just a general like oh what level are you fine without oh, any okay. assumption made in the question like that would be fine because sometimes you do want to so you know like what level to pitch something at oh okay yeah i would have thought that might that might have been maybe like intrusive I mean, just to... yeah i guess it could be kind of like rude or the wrong way to like um level <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it's the first time that you're working with someone and they ask that would be okay like i think i've asked other people that and hopefully they wouldn't offend it yeah I, I think within the office space like within your same company it'd be fine but i can i can imagine like um someone outside of the sector or whatever just like what level are you like all right oh okay yeah <laughs> i was thinking yeah no I, th- I think that's good to know and um I, I think it's probably better to be more direct than to just assume that just because you're a woman you're you're in the lower ranks which is just ridiculous they assume you're like in a manager position or that that's what you want to do as well and mm-hmm. people say weird things like um oh women prefer manager position i can't remember what the reasoning was but it was like why why would like i have no interest in oh that's that's crazy yeah. well, in your um like immediate oh within your like immediate team i guess like our our senior leadership um pretty diverse in terms of gender and age would you say um i would say they, they have work to do for sure probably mm-hmm. with both i think either is very well represented so you mentioned that you were trying to like show your face to um within school just to say like hey this is a viable option for you guys um <laughs> like in that sense like um have uh, have have or your like colleagues done any voluntary work regarding like outreach for like your career sector um i've done like um big workshop thing so where you help people who are just wanting to get an idea or like they've never tried it before and they um get an intro session so i volunteered at those there was also like a like a kid programming camp that we did that more like a big back every week like week and how have you found the camp that was good because they were quite young so they weren't really um they weren't like programming 
programming the way that I would. It was more like kids oriented. Mm. So they, rather than like write words out, they would have these like building blocks and they would put them together and like arrange them. Like I found that quite interesting as like a, a way to teach them. Like I've never mm. seen those occasions before. Yeah, I've never heard of that either. <laughs> yeah, it's scratch it. Oh, interesting. Well, like within that outreach, um, like do you feel like kid, uh, kids, kids, <laughs> like uh, girls that saw you seem to um, like? Do you think they seem to be more engaged, like at, at at that camp? I think some of them were definitely glad. I think um, I remember, yeah, one little girl who like you her like content advisor. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> like a few of you that walk around and you're supposed to help anyone who like looks stuck or yeah, she would like grab quite a lot. Very sweet. Yeah, were there like within that vol um like within the volunteer? What am I saying? Um, among the volunteers, were was it pretty mixed or because I I would have assumed that there wouldn't be a lot of male volunteers because uh there tends to more men in in that sector like is that correct yeah like I wasn't the only one but yeah it was definitely more men than women and even some of the um like the women coding like workshops that I've done they're like it's like a women's event supposed to like run by women still half the time the volunteers uh, there's more men than women and I just oh, wow I feel like it sends like a bad signal. yeah oh I mean absolutely <laughs> but, but why do you think but it's oh, nice that the men want to like help as well as yeah. they care about that as a problem but why do you think that is though I know typically um you know like the, the the excuse I guess for some companies is um like oh we couldn't find recruits we couldn't find candidates um but do you think it is it a case of uh oh no we couldn't there weren't any female engineers to volunteer or do you think it was a case of there like really weren't enough female volunteers available I suppose if they'd really like wanted more they could have found more that's disappointing <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so there's a, another company I know and think that I did with and they have like a 50% among their developers like women to men and I thought that was really amazing and something really great about them and what they did is they yeah they actively like shout so they like shout me which is why I even applied and they made such a conscious effort to find or develop which I think other companies don't yeah wow that's really positive to hear like 50-50 that's really impressive it was really good yeah what do you think like why do you think they put such an emphasis on that thing it's because their senior leadership were actually mostly women and they cared about that stuff I'm not sure I think as a company they care a lot about diversity in general so oh. they're not doing it just for women they're trying to get a really diverse set of employees yeah. oh that's really good oh, wait how do you think uh, these changes like can can be made I mean you live day to day like in, in that industry so like what would you like what kind of changes would you like to see I think, I think people don't try enough and they just like talk like oh yeah it's a shame it's not a, like and then they don't really put yes in because yeah seeing this other company which has like 50 years like well yes it's attainable and put the effort I feel like wouldn't put the effort in a bit more oh man uh, do you think you well I, I know this particular issue it like bleeds other sectors not yours but um, mm. I think just engineering or I guess tech in general is relatively like new right I'm in higher education that's relatively an older industry um, so do you think like within a uh, newer like more fast paced industry like it's easier to like make those changes I would imagine though yeah you don't have all these you know, traditional ways doing things that will throw at you and try and make change yeah I hope so <laughs> I have to try to <laughs> stay positive um, and so I just I always well as we begin to wrap up I always ask question but um, what tips would you share 
share for uh, those wanting to live abroad and for those wanting to uh, go into your sector? Um, I guess, um, like if you enjoy something, don't get put off by seeing that there aren't people like doing it, even though I guess it's a hard to follow sometimes, but you know, like follow your passion. Um, yeah, I guess the same with living abroad, like might as well just try it <laughs> if you're interested, because like the worst that will happen is it doesn't work out and go back home in this month. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no regrets style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, and how do you, so I mean, it's time of uh, COVID-19 these days, um, lots of stuff going on in the world. <laughs> how do you uh, relax and unwind? Um, Mostly watching Netflix. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, sometimes I go running. I haven't been very good at running though since we've been home. Like I started really well and I was going for walks every day. And then lately I just, I think I've got a bit bored that it's always saying yeah. I can't go far. But yeah, I'm good and running a good way to de-stress. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I haven't really, like I, I do go outside every day, but it's sort of the secret that I go on. So it's a case of like deja vu every single day. Yeah. It's a shame. Well, what? How's um? What's it like with the pandemic in Australia right now? They're starting to ease on a lot of the restrictions. Like you can go to cafes and restaurants now. I don't know what the limit is. Maybe it's like twenty people, but it's wow. got reasonably high. Um, and then there's not really anything anymore in the supermarket and like restrict. They used to have you know like make you queue. Yeah. And they would clean your trolley for you. And they stopped doing. It. But my office is um shut until January twenty twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> What? Expect to work home until then. I think because it's like an international company, they're just like doing a blanket like this rule. Oh yeah, that that makes sense. Um, wait, <laughs> what do you enjoy about work from home? What do you hate about work from home? If you hate it, I guess I like getting up, like <laughs> not having to wear makeup. I haven't worn makeup in months. Oh, yeah, it saves saves time. <laughs> so I'm not having to do that in the morning. I realized things like about yourself or your job, like while we're spending a lot more time at home. Um, I realized that I didn't pick a very good apartment. <laughs> like oh, we no. moved in uh, February, and yeah, the noise with like the road outside. There's no sunshine. Like we're facing south, so the sun comes north, and there's no sunshine. And yeah, so I feel like if it had been like a nicer place, like being at home with the sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I guess I guess that's a good realization to have because then um, come to terms with it. Uh, make some changes like annoying but still yeah <laughs> um, yeah I guess so just to end um, I just wanted to say I feel like barely scratched the surface like I just feel like I could have asked you like so many more questions and it was just uh, interesting for me I, I'd never been to Australia um, I'm not in that sector at all so I, I found it really fascinating and I, I know it's really intense to be asked like <laughs> multiple questions at a time but um, thanks so much for your time I really appreciate it. Eat it.